to What's Lunch up? Plus. We're back from Christmas and New Year, and it's 2021. As you are hopping on, we know that you're watching so that you can find out this thing that most people don't know about fasting. Stick around because right at the top of the hour, at 12 o'clock noon, we're going to be diving into it with Pastor Brian. Make sure that you stick around. And if you're watching the replay, you can go to that timestamp at the bottom, but you're also not going to want to miss the awesome stuff that we have in store for you today. That's true. We have great stuff for you today. Here's what's coming up today on Lunch Plus. We have, first up, we have What's Good. We have some awesome stuff that Abby's going to be sharing with you on What's Good. After that, we have a new segment called Say Something. Stop it. <laughs> we, I mistitled it, and now that song is going to be in your, stuck in your head for, like, the rest of the broadcast. <laughs> so we got Say Something. After Say Something, uh, we have a time of confessions, followed by What's the phrase followed by <laughs> what's the word? Well, we'll be talking about five things most people don't know about fasting. It's and we're awesome. so excited that you're here. Like, we I feel are. like we've been gone for a while. It was only yeah. a week, but it's felt longer. It's been two weeks for me, so. It's true. I, I went over to Buddy and Serena's house on Saturday, I think, and Buddy mm. looks at me, he's like, did you get taller? <laughs> I feel like you grew? <laughs> because we've, we've mm. missed y'all. We've missed being with you. So yeah. tell us who's on, who's watching. That way we can say hi to you and how was your holiday did you have a good Christmas did you have a good New Year's I see Johnny's on Priscilla's on Ridge Ridge Ridge. Jose and Billy are on ah so good to see y'all did you have a good Christmas I did have a good Christmas I did Christmassy things did you yeah like open (laughs) presents and visit family and other Christmassy things. Yeah. Under the tree and stuff. <laughs> Speaking of Buddy's Christmas, um, while Buddy was gone, I had a special request come in from Buddy's father to feature a music video on the broadcast sometime that Buddy was a part of. So someday, when oh, okay. you least expect it. I was like, it, what? <laughs> someday, when you least expect it, you're going to get to watch Teenage Buddy in a music video. I, no, what? You know what? I was going to say something, but that wouldn't help. I was going to say, I wasn't a teenager. I was older than that, but that's not going to help it. <laughs> okay, let's put up our first official question of the day and get your commenting fingers ready because yeah. the person who helps us hit 100 comments yes. first, the fastest, gets a gift card on us to you. So let's go ahead and put up question number one and share the broadcast. Take this time right now yeah. and share the broadcast. What's your favorite thing you did during the holidays? Wow. Tell us. What's your favorite thing? Yeah, put it in the comments. Um, for me, honestly, like, I really enjoyed driving. So we did, we did a pretty decent road trip. You we did. We drove to West Virginia, to New York, to Maryland, and back to North Carolina. So, wow. So all, all the driving. I, re- I thoroughly enjoy driving. I really do. Serena sleeps, like, the whole time. <laughs> um, so, like, it's a nice time for me to just, like, listen to podcasts or, you know, the Bible yeah. or just pr- pray or just do nothing. I enjoy it. <laughs> I get that. Jose and Billy said, I think it's Jose. Is this Jose commenting? Uh, eat! Exclamation point. And of Buddy course. said, hi. Or Buddy. Abby said, hi. Super yeah. sorry. You're not the same person as Abigail, but I inverted you right there. Yeah. Guys, put it in the comments. What is the favorite thing that you did? During the holidays. Natalie's on. Hey, She spent time with family. That was her favorite thing. 
Yeah, share the broadcast right now. And guys, before I answer, you helped us hit 100 followers on YouTube. Hey. Thank you so much. Keep That's, them coming because it helps us get the, go the gospel out. Mm -hmm. uh, Ridge said that he enjoyed getting up at 11 a.m. That's, That's nice. a happy thing. <laughs> Abby is. said, time with family, mm -hmm. with a heart emoji, like with a smiley face with lots of hearts. It's an emoji that Abby uses a lot. Is it? Um, so I think that my favorite thing over the holidays was I spent Christmas with the Wrights, and so that would, obviously with my husband, so that's a tradition that we have, and it was just a good low-key Christmas, but yeah. then the following week, in my head, I split these weeks up into Christmas week and then New Year's week, Okay. and so my favorite for New Year's week was George and I watched, like, a, a TV show that he and I enjoy called Mad About You. We watched the okay. reboot of that, and George watching that show is really, really funny so I he there are certain shows that he gets emotionally invested in and this was one of them so it was it was pretty entertaining put in the comments have you ever even heard of the show Matt about you? it's from the 90s like I'm from the 90s someone said yes in the sound booth someone Marky said it did. Marky said it Marky's Marky's back too like what a good day everybody's back and guys Joni's here you know how we've been like willing Joni to come Joni's here Serena's cousin is here and she's our cameraman today so it's a good day Priscilla says, seeing my child's face in such delight, I heart her. Mm -hmm. Aw, that's cute. Okay, question number two. Bum, 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 bottom. See, Ridge hasn't heard of that movie that doesn't, well, it, or the TV show that does exist. It, I was going to say that doesn't <laughs> exist. I was like, it, it for, for sure, sure does. It for sure does exist. <laughs> All right, what would your name be, what nope. would you name your boat <laughs> if you had one? <laughs> what would your name be boat? Uh, what would you name a boat if you had one? Okay. Here's the thing. We've discussed this before in the broadcast. Are Have you people, not boats, but are oh. you people that name your cars? Because the next oh, yeah. step is a boat. And I feel like boat names are more regal than car names. Yeah. Like car names, you could just be like, here's Frank, the, mm -hmm. the Ford Focus. But yeah. with a boat, it's like, Sir Lord or like SS Skippy or like, I, I don't know. Like, what would you name your boat? Rachel says, wow, that's a hard question. To be honest, the first thing that came to my mind was water car. <laughs> which isn't very regal. <laughs> Hold on. Jose has never named a car? You've got to name your car. Like, I, I want, can I name your car? I'm not going to name, like, your future children, but can I name your car? <laughs> like, that's, it's a lesser level, but I would like the honor of your being able to do that. car is officially named Chartreuse. No. No. That's that, the name of your car. No, you can't name a car Chartreuse. Why not? Why would you? Why would you name a car the SS Chestnut? I wouldn't. Heck, that was, that's <laughs> the name of my car, which is more of a regal car that, Jose, name than whatever. Uh, Jose just said that that's weird. I'm going to <laughs> choose to believe that he's saying it's weird that you would choose Chartreuse and not that I'm requesting to name their vehicle. That's Joni, what I'm going to choose. <laughs> Joni said Roger is a solid name. It is a solid oh, name. For sure. For sure. For, for a boat, I'm assuming? Yep. That, but I that's feel like, a solid name for a boat. I feel like Roger would be a good name for like a, a rowboat, like Roger the rowboat. I feel like that okay. would be a good one. I'm thinking more yacht type. Like, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know what you would name. Like Lord, Lord Thunderboat. I, I don't know. Thunderboat? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Jose said, you never said I'm going to drive Roger down the road. That's weird. I 
So, okay, my very first car that I ever had, his name was Percival. And I absolutely <laughs> said that I'm going to take Percival to the store. Like, I absolutely said that. It sounds like an invisible friend. It wasn't an invisible <laughs> friend. It was a blue PT Cruiser. And that's probably why. I'd... Percival. It's, it's cool. Interesting name. All Percy. Right. Well, with that being said, thank you for joining us for Family Chat. Yeah. We have an awesome broadcast for you today. Uh, we're going to be step diving into what's good, followed by say, any say something. Say something. I'm giving up on you. Stop it. Um, <laughs> followed by confessions, followed by what's the phrase, followed by what's the word, where we're going to be talking about five things most people don't know about fasting. It's going to be a great day. Like and share the broadcast, and we'll see you in just a second for what's good. three times and this is December 21st of last year Saturn and Jupiter like came together and were the closest they've been in 800 years guys crazy stuff so I have some pictures for y'all in case it was cloudy or you weren't able to get out there or you fell asleep at nine o'clock like I did you know, you just missed it. So here's the Christmas star right there. See, that's where it's doing the doof, doof, woo thing that I told you it would do. Right there. And then here, this took, like, I think the picture took 20,000 frames to create this picture. But it is so crazy clear. So here is Jupiter, and there's Saturn. Look at me point. I'm like a weatherman, guys. Look at this. If you want me, weather people, come and get me. So there's, there's Jupiter, there's, no, just kidding, there's Jupiter, there's Saturn, and yep, there's that. Next up, we have, <laughs> on a completely, um, this one actually kind of made me tear up. I don't know if I should be sharing this. This trucker was, he's been a trucker for two years now, and he has said that he's saved people from seven different wrecks. Well, this one in particular, just recently, he was trucking, I guess. He was driving his truck down the interstate. And he saw this man, like, there was this really bad wreck. And he saw this man frantically looking, going up and down the highway, looking for something. So he pulled his truck over and found out that his two-year-old daughter was flung from the car and he couldn't find her. So the man, like, he's like, all right, I'll help find her. And he found her, like, outside of the road, completely no scratches at all, which is a miracle, a complete miracle, because a two-year-old is small, and they could get really hurt. No scratches at all. He reunited them, and then he just drove off. He didn't wait for, like, any recognition or anything, and the man was like, oh, thank you so much, sir. So the fire department 
help track him down. And then the police department gave him the Good Samaritan Award, which I think he's holding right there. And he's doing a nice little pose. It's nice. Good job, dude. And yep, that's it. You got it, dude. Next up, we have this lady who um, beats me in procrastination. She was doing her taxes, and, or I should say failing to do her taxes. She did not want to do them. So she decided what more to do than take a picture off my wall that my daughter drew of me when she was eight. She's now in college. And I'm just going to paint myself like how she painted me. So she did that and just posted like I'm like procrastinating doing my taxes or something. And then it went viral and now it's everywhere. And she is notoriously, um, notoriously notorious for trying to embarrass her daughter. So I think she went over the top with this one considering it went viral. So good job, Lainey. Next up, we have some awesome, awesome news. This, <laughs> this was the only picture I could find. I just liked this picture. Um, this lady at the church, at our church, said that she was just gonna sew money in to be out of debt, which is amazing. And we got a testimony in she gave to us that this, she did that last weekend. And now this weekend, she just out of the blue got 16 thousand dollars given to her praise god that is so awesome the word works and it says when you sow you'll reap and that's exactly what she did so like my money like my money picture that's exactly what happened it was so awesome and last but not least at all our most important thing of the day is we have our final number for Souls One in 2020, and that was 2,116 souls we saw saved, we saw led to the Lord this past year, and we're believing for even more this year. It's going to be awesome. Praise God for every single one of those, and that has been what's good. We love you guys, and if you have any testimonies or any funny cat stories you find on the internet, send to us. We want to hear them from you, and we, wanna, we just want to hear from you, period. So maybe it'll be on the next segment of What's Good, but now we're on to Say Anything, our new segment. It's going to be awesome. We'll see you in just a second. Hey guys, welcome to Say Something, I'm giving up on No, that's what this is? That's, that's really what this is. sad. Whoa, this is a 
song? No. No, okay. No. This is a segment. <laughs> and here's how this segment goes. Um, basically, what's going to happen is you guys are going to have to go back and forth saying random words that mean nothing. It just has to be a word. Okay. Just saying right? something. Yeah, you just have to say something. Okay. Hence the term say something. Okay. Or the title say something. Does it always have to be so, a new word? Yeah, it has to be a new word. Okay. If you say the same word or you you hesitate for longer than a second, then okay. the, then your opponent is going to have to take a strip of tape and put it on your face. In any way they would like. However they want. So like you you can like tape their lip up, you can like tape their eyes shut. There's okay. so many things that you can do. And I was told before that I'm not allowed to tape your mouth shut because then you can't talk and I would just automatically win. Yeah. Okay. So. You can just put like one piece of tape over part of her mouth so it's harder for her to speak. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, okay. I'm assuming that probably goes against that rule. But here's the thing. Uh, the winner is going to be the first person to get three pieces of tape on their opponent. Are you okay. guys ready? I'm ready. ready. You guys, put in the comments. Who do you think is going to win this very interesting game called Say Something? Me. Okay. All right. Oh. Well, I'm going to rock, paper, scissors okay. to see who goes first. Okay. All right. Abby goes yeah. first. Or Abby, you choose. Okay. Huh? Do you want to go first or do you want to um, No, I want Marky to go first. Okay. All right. All right, Marky. You say a word. Okay. You say a word. They don't have okay. to be the same words, or okay. they have. They cannot be the same words. Okay. Um, they don't have to be in the same context. Whatever. All okay. right. I'm gonna ding the bell whenever someone hesitates too long or set, repeats a word. Okay. All right. Go. Basketball. Bet. Tennis. Court. Swimming. Ball. Pool. Winter. Wet. <laughs> Chicken. Hair. Dinner. Eyes. Eye. Eyebrow. Like. Nose. This. Teeth. Game. Shirt. <laughs> a lot. Hair. Uh, plaid. Yellow. Gold. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, you hesitated. <laughs> you, also said, you also said I after eyes, which is... Two different words? They're two different words, but yeah. you hesitated. So well, tape goes on Abby's word. face. One's just no. plural. Tape eyes goes on Abby's face. And I. Because she hesitated. Uh, no, I meant eyeballs. So yeah, I, I was saying I. What a small oh, piece I'm of sorry. tape that is. No, 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 you've already cut it. It's... Yeah, There you go. This is nice. Hey guys. Beautiful. All right. This is great. Next round. Go. Peanut butter. Earrings. And. Mike. All right. That, that, was, that was a hesitation. That was a word. And, and, and for sure is a word. word. What Tape goes like, on Marcus's face. The. It. I didn't know we could do that. Are they words? Do you want me to take my glasses off oh, so yeah. you can tape my face better? Right. I would do love quick. to. Okay. All right, sweet. All right, Marky, you start. Go. Okay, pants and socks, shirts, shoes, uh, tennis shoes. That was a hesitation. <laughs> if I if say you say uh, uh that's considered hesitation. Tape goes on uh Abby's face. What if uh is the word I want uh to say? Uh is not a word. I'm gonna ask. Uh, are you putting it on your hair? I think I felt static on there. Oh, perfect. Look at that. That's beautiful. All right, Abby, you start and go. Peanut butter. Fingers, jelly, <laughs> shoes, ten donuts. I already said shoes. I already said shoes. Yeah. I already said peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Marky gets the tape. I get to tape you. No, you get the oh. tape on you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh. Yes. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, no! Oh. It came off. It came off. Dang it! All right, Marky, you start. Go. Tape. Peanut butter. Tape. 
<laughs> you said peanut butter what for the third time in a row. It's butter. a different round. It's all I can think of. All right, well, that's three pieces of tape. Abby officially loses. You lose. <laughs> what, a, what a great game this is. I love this game. I can't see anything because I have tape over my eyes and no glasses. But it's scotch tape. It's clear. You can see it. It's, it's this was fun. All right, well, guys, thanks for joining us Thank for you. Say Something. Now we're moving on to a time of confessions <laughs> with Barrett. It's going to be awesome. We'll see you right there. confessions of the week. If you are longtime viewers, then you know we have a series of confessions that we go through here on the broadcast. And where they come from is directly from the Word of God. Because the Word tells us that when we send forth the Word of God, it accomplishes what it was sent to do. So when we speak the words of God over our life, they are creating life in for us and as we start this new year off you know many of us are fasting many of us are praying let's speak the words of god over our life and see them come to pass let's put up confession number one on the screen say these with me we walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in christ and then confession number two Okay, now, guy, come back to me just real quick. We just heard a testimony of a woman who sowed just last week on this broadcast to see debt eliminated, and $16,000 of debt was supernaturally erased from her account. That woman's testimony can be your testimony, too. So when we speak these out, expect God, who's not a respecter of persons, to go to work for you as you apply your faith with his word. Let's say this together. I'm so excited about this one. Confession two, we are out of debt and we carry a debt canceling anointing and we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. Father, thank you for your word. Let each word spoken out, let it be so in their lives as they have purposed in their hearts, as they have applied their faith to the word, Lord. Let these things come to pass supernaturally quick in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for it. We give you praise and glory. Hallelujah. Thank you for being on with us for this time of confessions. And now we are moving into what's the phrase, me versus Marky. Who's now on a winning streak? Who's going to win? Find out right now. Thank you. 
What's up, guys? Welcome to What's the Phrase. <laughs> We welcome. <laughs> I'm excited about this segment. Here's how What's the Phrase works. Essentially, what we're going to do is we're going to put a phrase on the screen that makes absolutely no sense. It's just gibberish, essentially. Mm -hmm. what it is. Yeah. But if you say it fast enough, or apparently in some weird accent, says Abby. Um, I don't think that works, though. But uh, if you say fast enough, it actually comes out to a popular, well-known phrase that you've probably said before at some point in your life. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to put the phrase on the screen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak it, and then the first person to guess what the actual phrase is gets a point. Okay. Done. I Done. like this game. This is one of my. Because you learned how to do it. This is like yeah. one, This is probably one of my favorite segments because I really like this game. Because <laughs> okay. you've gotten good at it. That's why, right? I, yeah. It's just kind of, <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Okay. All right. Well, guys, we want you to help out in the comments because if they're having a hard time, maybe you could help them out because they, yes. they're able to actually look at the comments and see. Yes. What Whoever you put. reads your accurate comment first, we win. I yeah. mean, we get the point. You okay. get the point. We win. <laughs> it, game over. All right, so let's jump into our first what's the phrase of the day. Okay. Caress, Caress peak, reamed, hone, huts. 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 Hey. Oh, good <laughs> job. Well done. It's crispy, cream, donuts. It felt familiar, but I just can't get it. I you aren't even saying it. I listen to how Buddy said it. I'm like, I feel like he's saying it intentionally to throw us off. So I am. what's the other way of saying oh. it? That's, that's my role I here. think it helps if you say it fast. It does. True. All right, next one. Next phrase. We have heart official and heller gents. Artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence. Oh. Hey, well done. You. I almost said thanks because you went. Oh, I was like thanks. It's true. It would have been an appropriate response because that was like off that came out of. Look at how good you got. I'm so excited. All right, it's one to one. Put in the comments who do you think's gonna win? Because it's a tight one. Muff heater gold. My feet, My feet are cold. cold. She, she did say it first. She started it first, but who finished it first? She finished it first as well. <laughs> sure, Me I tried. And this is why I like right. this segment. All right, it's two to one. Okay. All right, let's jump into our next phrase. What's the phrase? What is the phrase? Huff, oral, heave, glow, fur. Huff, oral, heave, glow, fur. Huff, oral, heave, glow, fur. Oh my gosh, it's hard to say. Huff, oral, heave. A floral. A floral leaf, a floral leaf clover. A floral leaf clover. A floral leaf clover. I knew what she Like, meant. if I had said it after you, I probably would have gotten it because you said it weird. You did say a floral leaf clover, but then you said it right. I still so said it. You got it. Well done. It's two to two, guys. It's two to two. I think we have one more left. The odor rose of felt. The Theodore Roosevelt. Oh my goodness, Marky, you lost. <laughs> Pride coming before the fall. No, no, I'm not excited. I, no, when you looked at me with that face, that's what that's what made me. You were so excited. Oh my gosh, Marky lost. Well, because because you came in with such confidence. I, did. I love this I game. Did. I'm so good. Do you still love the segment, right? I do because okay, I good. will win again. I will come back strong and win. But she didn't win this time. Oh. Next time. I'm sorry. Watch and see. I will win next time. I, was, I, was, I apologize, I wasn't being a very good, unbiased host right there. Marky, you lost! That's not how a host should be. I do the same thing when you win in Who Would Win in a Fight. I'm like, but oh, I won! Because I never win in Who Would Win in a Fight. 
All right, well, guys, thank you for joining us for What's the Phrase. Now it is time, the moment you've all been waiting for. This is time we're going to be moving on to What's the Word. Pastor's going to be talking to you guys about five things, five things that most people don't know about fasting. It's yeah. going to be powerful. Make sure you uh, share the broadcast, get the word out, and we'll see you in just a few seconds for What's the Word. It's going to be awesome. Welcome to What's the Word. We're so glad to have you and glad to be back on Lunch Plus. We've missed you. Hope you had great holidays. Happy New Year. And uh, one of the great things that's happening today is today we are streaming in full 1080 instead of the 720 that we were doing before. And I can tell a difference. It looks great. And uh, so we want to jump right in today. Uh, we want to talk about, as you saw the thumbnail, uh, five hidden things about fasting that most people don't know. Uh, I would say that most people do not know these things. A few, a few do, but not a lot. And the first thing we want to jump into, and I want you to put it in the comments. If you haven't shared it yet, share the broadcast. And right now, here's what I want you to do. Share the broadcast, put it in the comments, who you are, where you're watching from. Hey, Ridge, good to see you. And now let's jump right in. Five things that most people don't know about fasting. Five hidden truths about fasting. Now, number one is this. Here's the first thing. When we fast, I think if people knew this, you would have a lot more people uh, that would actually be fasting. When we fast, your life can literally do a 180. I mean, it can completely turn around and go higher. There are so many benefits to fasting. And tomorrow, I'm going to go over what all these benefits are and how uh, fasting can completely change your life. I mean, it can completely turn it around, do a 180 degree turn from wherever you've been heading towards the good things of God, you can do that in your fasting time. So the second thing is this, uh, when I talk about, let me, let, before I jump on, uh, jump on to the next topic, but you see in this, when it changes and you turn around 180 degrees, one of the things that happens in that 180 degree turn is that you actually are able to walk with God in a way that you weren't before. You are empowered. Every yoke that's holding you back is broken off of your life. You'll have the wisdom of God will start to flood into your life. You'll know things supernaturally, not just in a normal and natural way. God will lift you up. 
up. The first hidden truth that a lot of people I've found don't really know is that fasting, fasting can turn around everything. I mean, it can turn around everything in your life. Just the one promise, the one benefit that it will, when you fast, you can break every yoke of bondage. That in itself completely turns things around. And uh, so uh, the second thing is, and I want to I tell this to you today, uh, we won't, we're going to be giving away to anybody who sows any amount uh, this week, this whole week as we're talking about fasting, whoever sows any amount into the ministry, you can, uh, on Facebook, you can type in hashtag donate and then the amount, or you can go to giveww.org. Now, here's the thing. Anybody who sow, or is it giveww, put that up real quick. Giveww, I was thinking givebc. Giveww.org or giveww.com. See if they can put that up there. Anyway, whoever gives to that, this week we're going to give you uh, the book from Ted Shellsworth Jr.'s brand new book, A Complete Guide to Biblical Fasting. If they can put that up on the screen, that would be great. And uh, if they have it, they might not have it ready yet. I just gave it to them. But one of the things that we want to do is anybody who sows, we want to sow this book into you. And uh, let's put the uh, graphic up. There you go. Give www.org. I had it right the first time. Anybody who sows, we're going to give that book into their lives. And uh, we're excited about that. So uh, they'll put up the uh, graphic here in a little bit. Uh, but that's for anybody. Whatever they sow, whatever amount this week, there you go. Whatever amount that they sow, we want to give you Ted Jr.'s new book this week. It's a special for this week, and we're excited to give it to you. They're coming in uh, even as we speak. The books are on the way, and as soon as we have them, we will ship them out to you. Uh, why? Because we want you to have this resource in your hand. So whatever amount you sow uh, on the broadcast this week, or if you hear this broadcast later, you can get that book while supplies are available. Now, one of the things uh, on fasting, when we're looking at is the first hidden truth is fasting can completely turn, completely turn your life around. I mean, it can completely turn it around. It can, it can take it in a new direction, take it to new levels, take it to new heights. When I've fasted, my life has completely changed. And one of the things that I've found is after I've fasted for quite some time, one of the things that I've seen is I've started to wonder, why don't more people fast? And the reason they don't fast is they don't know what it can do for them. They don't know the life change that they can actually have by fasting. So one of the things that I've found is that people just don't realize how much it can change in your life. It is a supernatural tool for supernatural results. When we start to fast, everything can change in our lives. Now, here's the second thing, and this is, this is what I find trips up most people. This is the second hidden truth about fasting that most people don't know. The second thing is fasting can be easy. And, and here's the thing, a lot of people, they don't, they're like, whatever. And, you know, to them, fast is a four-letter word. And it is four letters, but it's not a curse word. Fasting can be easy. 
And the issue is that most people don't know how it can be easy. And because they don't know that, as soon as they hear the word fasting, their mind shuts down. I, hear, I have heard people, and I'm going to tell you how to make it easy. I've heard people literally say, I can't fast. It just gets to this day and it's too hard. But what they don't realize is the help that God will give them. The second thing they'll say, well, I can fast for a certain amount of time. And then I just, you know, I, it just doesn't go the same way. And I just can't go past a certain number of days. But what we've found out is when you actually fast according to the Bible, the Lord will give you a supernatural help. And so I'm going to give you two points on how fasting can be easy. The first point is this, is that we want to fast by faith. We want to fast by faith. In other words, let's look at uh, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. 1 John chapter 5 verse 4 says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Now, the world here represents lack. In other words, it's a lack in some area. That's why it needs to be overcome. If there wasn't a lack, then it didn't need to be overcome. But how do we overcome any lack in a corrupted world? We do it by our faith. In other words, if I say, Lord, this fasting is going to be hard, then what's going to happen? I'm going to receive a hard time. But if I receive, if I say, by faith, Lord, I'm going to fast and I'm going to be supernaturally strengthened. I'm going to, it's going to be easy for me. It's going to be easy and light, like Jesus said in Matthew 16. Then that's what you're going to receive. Let's look at this verse as well, Matthew 9, 29. Matthew 9, 29. And this is a key verse and something that you should definitely stick in your pocket. And that is Matthew 9, 29. He, he says this. He says... Then he touched their eyes and saying, it shall be done to you according to your faith. In other words, what this shows us is a principle of the word. If you believe with your faith that fasting is going to be hard, then it's going to be hard. If you believe with your faith that fasting is going to be easy, then it's going to be easy. If you're believing God, Lord, I'm believing you for the strength to fast. I'm believing you for the strength to fast. I'm believing you, Father, for what I need to have. If you believe that, then it's going to be that way. Even as your faith is, so be it done unto you. So a lot of people, as soon as they hear the word fast, immediately their flesh reacts and goes, oh God, I don't want to fast. I don't, I don't want to do these things. And so what happens? Immediately they enter into hard fasting. But when if they will say, no, you told me to fast, and I know, Lord, that you will give me provision for it, all of a sudden they can fast and it'll be easy. And, that, and that's one of the things. Now, I'm not going to say that you won't have challenges in your flesh, that your flesh won't try to be loud. But how you apply your faith, that faith is what will overcome the lack of, in this case, the lack of food and the lack of energy, uh, the lack of what the flesh uh, really always wants. The, your faith will overcome that lack. And if you'll learn to overcome that lack, if you'll learn uh, to apply faith to it, 
then you will have a much easier fast than you ever had before. All right, here's another thing on how fasting can be easy. We, number one, we need to fast by faith. Two, we fast by grace. When we apply, see, grace is a supernatural power of God. And it, grace will help you, uh, the word says, to deny all ungodliness. So we know that fasting is godly. And if I want to fast and I want to believe God for grace, then what I need to do is I need to make sure that I'm applying grace, which will be supernatural power, to help me say, no, I'm going to fast. It may seem like it's hard. It may, it may seem like it's, like it's been difficult, but I'm going to apply faith and I'm going to fast by faith. And with that faith, I'm going to grab a hold of the grace of God, the supernatural strength and power. Uh, let me give you a verse and then I'm going to tell you a story on that. These two go together uh, to give us an easier fast than what we have seen in the past. Let's go to 1 Corinthians, or excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. I want you to see this. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. Now, what I want you to see here is the good deed is fasting. So if we're setting out to do a good deed or to do a good work, how do we get to that place? We are empowered in everything, in all ways, with all sufficiency, through grace. In other words, His grace is not there uh, to tell us you don't have to do something godly. His grace empowers us to do what looks impossible. Grace is there to deny ungodliness and empower us to do what looks impossible. And so when we apply faith, Lord, I'm believing you for grace to fast. We fast to make fasting easy. You apply, you fast by faith and you fast by grace. And so when we apply grace, here's what happens. Grace is God's supernatural power. It's a supernatural ability to do things you couldn't do on your own. And so many people, they know, I can't do this fast on my own. I, I can't do this the way that, it, that I think it should be. I, I, need, I need your help. Well, what is that help? That help is grace. And so when we apply faith, we can fast by grace and by faith and make that fasting easy. Let me give you an example of this. Now, this passage right here in 2 Corinthians 9, this passage is actually talking about, um, in 2 Corinthians 9, it's talking about sowing. And so if you back up to verse 6, it says, uh, the context is, whatever I purpose in my heart to sow, he says, I will give you seed to the sower. Whatever I fast, then, or whatever I purpose in my heart to sow, God says, I'll give you supernatural seed that you didn't have before so that you can sow that. But the key is you must purpose in your heart. Well, in fasting, we're actually sowing our food. We're sowing our eating for a few days, right? And when we fast, what we're saying is, I'm purposing in my heart, Lord, to give you what I would normally give in the flesh to my body. I'm going to not take that, and I'm going to sow 
this food, this eating to you. So we're purposing in our heart to do that. Well, that opens up something. That opens up, then God will give us supernatural strength. He'll give us supernatural strength to actually fast at a supernatural level. In other words, it shouldn't be the same. So a few years ago, excuse me, a few years ago, I was fasting. I was doing an extended fast. And what I call an extended fast is more than a week uh, long with, with no eating, uh, at least more than a week, generally two, three, or, or, or more weeks. And I was on an extended fast. I was about three or four weeks into the fast and um, not done yet. And I was going on. And I'm telling you, I woke up that day and that afternoon, I just felt so rough. I, I was low on energy. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel right. I, I was just tired. I was just had no energy. I was feeling run down and everything. I said, Lord, and, and you know, I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know why I waited till that point to do this. <laughs> I don't know why it took me so long to figure this out. But here I was, I was saying, Lord, I need your help. I need your help, and I need your supernatural strength. And I, I called my leadership team. I said, hey, guys, I am feeling low in this fast. I need supernatural strength today. I need some supernatural strength. Will you all pray for me? I need the grace of God. And they prayed, and I prayed. I went to bed that night. When I woke up the next morning, it was like it, I was a different person. I mean, everything changed. Everything was different. I was a totally different person. Um, I had so much energy. I did, I did like three days worth of work in the morning. I got so much stuff done. I, and it wasn't just supernatural strength. It was supernatural wisdom. It was supernatural. And, and God said, this grace has been available to you every day of your life since you've been born again. And, and the point he was showing me is, why haven't you been utilizing it? In other words, I didn't know that this storehouse of God's power was available to me to utilize every day of my life. I didn't know that. And so I said, Lord, I need that supernatural grace in my life. Immediately, I started, it was like I had eaten. I woke up feeling like I had eaten a full meal. I woke up with a supernatural strength, supernatural wisdom. It was the grace of God. It was a supernatural grace of God. It was so awesome. And, and I was so excited about it because I felt like I had found a reserve that I had never had before. I felt like I had just found a reserve that, that had you know, been hidden from me. This is the, one of those hidden points of fasting that a lot of people see. What happens is as soon as you start talking about fasting, people start thinking about how it's going to hurt and how they're going to be hungry. And they don't think God's going to give me supernatural strength. They think this is going to hurt. This is not going to feel good. But if we will start to think, hey, Lord, I know that you will give me exactly what I need. You will show me what I need. You'll show me what, what I, the power that I need. You'll give me the wisdom that I need. And I'll pull, apply faith to that. Well, now that faith will go into action and that faith will actually produce that supernatural grace of God. 
That's what we are after. That's what we want. We want to, we want to live by that supernatural grace of God. Fasting can be easy. And this is a truth that is hidden from most people because they've never had anybody be an example to them. And we've not taken a look at the scriptures to see what was there. The reason it happened to me, the reason it happened to me was because I had been fasting and I was in need. And, and my need drove me to uh, dig into the word and find something. I need your help. I know you've not told me to stop yet. I know that you, you haven't told me uh, to quit this fast. I need your help if I'm going to go further. And so sure enough, God led me right into the place where I realized there's a supernatural grace, a supernatural food, a supernatural uh, energy, right? Well, one of the things that we see is that the Word of God is nutrition to our spirit man. And when we'll feed the spirit man, then our physical man can be fed by that as well. One thing that happened, to give you another example of this, uh, I had done two extended fasts, very long fasts. I'd lost a lot of weight. Uh, people were basically getting to the point where they were saying uh, to me, hey, Brian, is there anything wrong with you? And uh, because I had gotten so skinny, and I was like, no, I'm doing great, you know. But I had lost quite a bit of, of weight. Well, I had learned about the grace of God in this fast. I'd learned how to make it easy and, and do a fast by faith and do it by grace, and I'd learned how to do that. And so I said, you know what, Lord, I need your supernatural grace right now. I'd, I'd hit another point that seemed hard on my flesh. I need your supernatural grace. Sure enough, the Lord came in and empowered me. But here's what happened. This was interesting. To that point, my weight had just been going down, 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 down. When I did that, literally my weight, I, I didn't eat anything, but my weight leveled off. In other words, God was sustaining me exactly where he wanted me to be. He was literally feeding my body. This was a supernatural grace. And who is that available to? Every believer. Every believer, just put it in the comments right now. I can fast easy, and I can fast by the supernatural power of God. I can fast by the supernatural power of God, and you can. So when we're looking at this, you know, five hidden things of fasting, number one hidden thing is uh, that when you fast, your life can completely turn around. I mean, in every area of life, it can completely turn around. Number two, it, a hidden thing of fasting is fasting can be easy. Fasting can be easy when you fast by faith and by grace. Number three, fasting is actually healthy for you. Uh, when, I, when I have fasted, I've actually seen uh, the health of God come in and one of the things that I've recognized is that when I started talking about fasting, many people, many people started immediately, they're like, man, if I fast more than three or four days, don't I die? You know, and many people don't know that fasting, per, for the most part, if you do it smart, it's not going to kill you. <laughs> you know, I went for 40 days without any solid food. I've known other people to do it as well. I've done it a couple of times. No solid food, and I didn't die. I got real skinny, and I actually, it actually took my body to a place where I was more healthy than I feel like I'd ever been in my life. 
Fasting, let me just give you this. Fasting will reset your body. When you fast food, it's like your body completely resets. You won't die. Your body will reset. It will actually detox your body. You will start, you will start to get rid of garbage in your body. But then also, here's one of the cool things. Your taste will reset. I didn't realize, I didn't realize how much my taste was set until I fasted, and then I went back and ate some of the things, and I realized, man, this doesn't even taste good. Most of our food in America is like over-seasoned. It has a lot of stuff. You know, have you ever gone on any type of diet that uh, cuts out some of the normal foods? You'll see that everything for the first three or four days tastes like cardboard. I mean, everything, if, you t if you're eating healthy food, it just has no flavor whatsoever. But then... When you actually will live that way for a little while, more than three or four days, you know, a week, week and a half, all of a sudden, you start to reset your flavor, your, your taste again, and you can, you can taste those flavors again. It actually will reset, and you will taste things that you haven't been tasting because all the seasoning that they put on has been uh, overriding what's actually in the food. It will reset that. Here's another thing I found. It reset uh, my blood sugar, right? I could feel my body resetting and handling sugar uh, the way that it should again. A lot of times people don't realize that. They're like, well, I don't know if I should uh, fast because I've had low blood sugar and stuff like that. There's a way to actually do it uh, where you can start to fast and you can start to reset all of these things in your body. Uh, I could I could tell by fasting, uh, and part of it's just got to do with a lack of putting in the wrong foods, uh, that it uh, reset like um, the blood and the cholesterol and things like that, like my blood pressure. I could tell that I was carrying a higher blood pressure, and then when I fasted, it was a lower blood pressure. Uh, it took my heart rate down. It just kind of reset all the healthy things in my body. It was one of the best things that I've ever done. And so this is one of those hidden things of fasting that a lot of people don't know. Now, here's the fourth thing. That's a, that is a hidden truth about fasting. And this is that fasting actually is a requirement for Christians, for believers. Fasting is a requirement. It's not something that we should see as optional. It's actually a requirement. And so when we look at fasting, uh, one of the things that we want to see is, let's look at Matthew chapter 6. And verse 16, Matthew 6 and verse 16, Matthew 6, 16, this is Jesus talking and he actually says this, whenever you fast, do not put on a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they neglect their appearance so they will be noticed by men when they are fasting. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, so that your fasting will not be noticed by men, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. And so one of the things that we see right here is that when we fast, we're actually, uh, he, he doesn't say if we fast. He says when you fast. <laughs> he doesn't say if. If is an option. When is a requirement. He says 
when you fast. In other words, he's expecting his believers to fast. He's expecting them to fast on a regular basis. He's expecting them to be and live a life that has fasting in it on a regular basis. And uh, this is one of those things that's very important. Praise God. We just hit our 100th comment, and that is John Napier. John Napier, you got the 100th comment, the gift card for the 100th comment. Congratulations. And uh, we'll get in touch with you or just reach out to us, and we'll get that to you. So good job, everybody. So in Matthew 6, 16, it says, when you fast. It says, when you fast. This is, this is one of the things uh, that we need to just see. Fasting is not optional for a Christian. It's a requirement. It's not optional. It's a requirement. Don't you think that uh, don't you think that if we actually saw it as a requirement, that we would probably engage in it more often? But the truth is, most believers don't know that it's a requirement. They see it as optional, right? And and it's true. It might not keep you out of heaven, but at the same time, it, you won't be doing what God's asked you to do. He's saying that believers are supposed to fast. We're going to see that again in this next verse as we reveal the fifth hidden thing. Uh, and let's look at this, Mark chapter 2 and verse 18. Mark chapter 2 and verse 18. And the fifth, the fifth hidden principle, and I think this is so very important. This is probably one of the most important things uh, that you can learn about this is what I'm about to reveal. Uh, before I jump into this, I'm going to show you how it's a requirement, uh, you know, confirming point number four. I'm also going to reveal that fifth thing that's very important. But I also want to tell you this. Throughout this week, we're going to go over the elements of fasting. We're actually going to talk about tomorrow, uh, what, how do I turn my life around 180 degrees? How do I change everything in my life? We're going to go over in detail the benefits of fasting. And it's a long list, and they are tremendous, tremendous benefits. Put this in the comments. Fasting is a supernatural tool that God has given us. Fasting is a supernatural tool that God has given us. And one of, one of the things that I said yesterday uh, when I was preaching is that if you'll do supernatural things, you will reap supernatural rewards. But if you continue to do fleshly things, then you will reap fleshly rewards. We don't want fleshly rewards. We want supernatural rewards. And in order to have a supernatural reward, we have to do those supernatural things. All right, so now let's look at this. And uh, throughout the rest of the week, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about how fasting will completely turn our life around. We're going to talk about what is fasting exactly, because different people have different ideas of fasting. Well, can I, I fast, you know, just meat? Can I fast sugar? Is, does fasting have to be completely, you know, just all food? What are the different types of fasting? Is there, you know, is there different types of fasting where people can do different uh, programs where they're fasting different things. What is that? Is it biblical to do that? What does it look like? What are the different uh, things to fast in that way? We're going to look at how to fast 
Each day we're going to look at another topic. How do we fast? I'm going to show you what to do to prepare to fast while you're in the fast, after you fast. What do I need to do? How do I fast? And then I'm going to also talk about what to expect while you're fasting. What's going to happen? What are you going to go through? What are you going to think? What is your body going to try to do? And then we're also, you can go ahead and start sending us these questions. We're also going to have frequently asked questions. Uh, any questions that you have about fasting, we're going to seek to answer each one of those. So you can start dropping uh, questions. Go to whatsright.com and go there and send us a message on the contact page. And what you can do is you can send us in a question there. Hey, I have this question about fasting. We've already got several questions. Uh, for example, how do you know when to stop fasting? Uh, should I tell my family and friends that I'm fasting? Should children fast? Uh, if I'm a diabetic, how do, should I fast if I'm a diabetic? These are some of the questions that we're actually going to uh, answer and whatever other ones that you send to us. So that's what we're going to be doing the rest of the week. So make sure that you tune in. Uh, so Lunch Plus is has now, it's starting at 1130, but what's the word will start at 12. Okay, it'll start at noon each day. So this session tomorrow talking about how does your life, how does fasting turn your life 180 degrees? That'll start tomorrow at noontime. All right, so now let's go into this fifth hidden truth. And that fifth hidden truth is this. That fasting is all about fellowship. Fasting is all about fellowship. It's all about an intimacy with God. Some people think that fasting is just so that I can hear God better. Yep, but that comes through fellowship. That's how that comes. Some people think that fasting is all about uh, just giving up something and paying a price. Uh, no, it's about fellowship. It's about moving us into intimacy. And we're going to see this in this ver verse, Mark chapter 2 and verse 18. It says, John's disciples, John the Baptist, and the Pharisees were fasting. And they came and said to Jesus, to him, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, While the bridegroom is with them, the attendants of the bridegroom cannot fast, can they? So long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away, and then they will fast in that day. So what we see here from Jesus speaking again is that... Uh, fasting is a requirement of believers. Fasting is a requirement of believers. But I want you to pay attention to this. Fasting is all about fellowship. When you fast, literally, the, some of the things that happen is we quiet the voice of the flesh. And the voice of the flesh is what sinks so many people. So fasting helps position ourselves to get into a place where the voice of the flesh is quiet. Because in Romans 8 it says those who live by the Spirit will have life and peace, but those who live by the flesh, they'll have death, right? They'll have the wages of sin in their life because they're living by the flesh, by sinful flesh. And so fasting is all about Fellowship. It does help us quiet that voice. It does, if we quiet the voice of the flesh and we feed 
our relationship with the Spirit, then the relationship of the Spirit will actually get louder and we'll hear more about that relationship from the Spirit than we've ever heard before. So literally when we fast, our actions alone will quiet the voice of the flesh and amp up the voice of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, shut up flesh. That's what we were talking about yesterday. Thank you, buddy, for putting that in the comments. So one of the things, and it's good for us to be able to say, I, t I told him yesterday in the message, you ought to say this on a regular basis. Shut up, flesh. <laughs> Shut up, flesh. And uh, maybe not out loud and uh, in certain places in public. But you should be saying that. No, I'm not going to listen to you, flesh. I'm going to listen to the Spirit. And when we do that, here's what happens. Why do we fast? Why, why would Jesus say, Right now, they don't have to fast. Uh, is it because the disciples didn't need to quiet the voice of the flesh while he was there? No, they still needed to do that. Is it because they didn't need to get better at hearing the Holy Ghost? No, they still needed to do that. While Jesus was there, that still needed to be there. Then why was fasting not required when Jesus was there? Because those are not the major elements of fasting. The major element and the main purpose, and this is the hidden truth, I've already mentioned it. The main purpose of fasting is intimate fellowship with God. Intimate fellowship. While Jesus was there who did and said everything the Father said, they were having a fellowship with the Son and with the Father. And while he was with them, they didn't need to fast because they were in fellowship. But he says, when I go away, they'll need to fast. And so here's one of the points of fasting. Most, a lot of people will just fast and all they do is they don't have any food. But they don't spend any time in fellowship with God. And so they practically wasted that period of time. Fasting is about having fellowship with God. And what is that fellowship? Fellowship, basically, I'll give you three ways straight with the Father, but a fourth way that God wants us to fellowship uh, with the Father as well that, that's not direct. All right? Four ways of fellowship. Four ways of having a fellowship, an intimate fellowship with God. And this is what we should be doing more than ever while we're fasting. And we're making this relationship strong. The first way is, and all of these are led by the Spirit, so I would say Spirit-led. The first way is Spirit-led prayer. Spirit-led prayer. In other words, in, during our fast, we need to be entering fellowship with God. And the first way we enter that fellowship is by prayer. We need to be, have our, the Holy Ghost lead our prayer time, and we need to spend more time in prayer. The second way that we enter that fellowship is spirit-led word. In other words, we get into this word and we're reading it. We're, we're asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help me see what I need to see in this word today as I read it. Uh, the, the third thing is spirit-led worship, right? Lord, I worship you. I praise you. Now, all of these are individual things that you do on your own, right, in your own home. Spirit-led prayer, spirit-led word, spirit-led worship. All of those three things. But the fourth thing also is important, and that is a corporate 
ministry to the Lord or a corporate worship service where you have prayer, the word, and worship there. So you have spirit-led prayer, word, and worship and corporate fellowship with the Father. That's what you would do on Sunday morning if a church is handling their services right, then they would be having that time. So when we fast, it's not a time to set those to the side. When we fast, those four things should ramp up. We should be in more prayer individually. We should be more in the Word. We should be more in worship during a fast. It's a time to ramp up and reset not just the body, but reset our fellowship with God. This is the main purpose of fasting, is to reset that intimate fellowship with God. And that's what we want to do every day of our fast. If we're not, if we're not doing that, then our fast is basically null and void. All we've done is just been hungry for a number of days. We want that to ramp up. So, for example, one of the things that we're doing, uh, we mentioned that anybody who sows today uh, will, we want to sow it, we want to give as a gift into your life uh, Ted Shellsworth Jr.'s new book, A Complete Biblical Guide uh, to Biblical, A Complete Guide to Biblical Fasting. We want to give that book to anybody who sows throughout this uh, series of messages. But in that, one of the things that he's done as well is he's laid out a 90, 90 days of reading the Word. Reading the Bible through in 90 days. He, he gave a list uh, on his website. You have the whole plan to read through the Bible. So our family is doing that. We're going through the Bible in 90 days. We sit down together. Why? Because fasting is all about fellowship. It's all about intimate fellowship. Prayer, word, worship, and corporate worship. I need to give myself more to those things. So we're sitting down as a family and we're going through. We've already, uh, already since we've begun, we've already finished uh, all the way through Genesis and we're heading into Exodus now. We've already finished 50 chapters of Genesis. We sat down. Let me just give you how we're doing it because it, it helps us and it makes it easier. We sit down, we get the Bible app uh, out, we actually turn it to play, and uh, it plays through those chapters, and we all sit there and we hear it in our ears and we read it, and it keeps it, we actually have it set to a speed where we can go through there pretty fast and read all of those chapters. We don't pause it that much. We're, we're just trying to get the whole Bible in, in a period of time. A lot of times when I'm reading the Bible, I'll pause, I'll stop and go, stop and go, then I'll research something, and it, and it would take me probably 10 years to read through the Bible in that way when I'm I'm in study mode. This is, I want to read through and I just want to get the, the whole of the Word in us in a period of 90 days. So I have to pace myself. So I'll use uh, an app like that and I just won't pause it. I'll just keep reading. Even if I find something interesting, I might make a note to go back to it later, but I just let it keep playing and I just keep reading and, and reading those scriptures. What are we doing during this time? We are, we are giving ourselves to an intimate fellowship. We're 
resetting our fellowship with God. We'll spend time in prayer. Lord, thank you for this. I thank you for what you're doing. I'll worship him. I'll ask him for different things. I'll ask him for wisdom. I'll ask him for, for different things. There you go. They put it in the comments. There's the link to the uh, read the Bible through in 90 days. MiracleWord.com slash study. You know, Ted Shellsworth Jr. is a great friend of this ministry. He's a great friend of mine personally. And, uh, and he is doing some great ministry and putting out some things. And uh, why would we recreate something that he's already done? No, just utilize what he's done. And his ministry is great. We don't have any problem promoting that. So there's the links to his things there. And we want to get you his book this week as well. All right, so what are we looking at? The five hidden truths... The five hidden truths about fasting. One, that fasting can cause a complete 180 degree turn in your life in any area. If you have addictions, they can get broke. If you have trouble, it can get fixed. If you need protecting, you can be protected. If you need saving, it can be saving. Fasting is a tool that allows us to enter into the fullness of what God has for us. The second truth Fasting can be easy when you fast by faith and by grace. Fasting can be easy. It doesn't have to be hard. You just have to apply faith and purpose yourself to give the seed of your meals to the Lord, and God will give you the supernatural strength. But if you didn't know that that grace was available, would you actually ask God for it? Would you believe him for it? No. And so you would go through and you'd pay the price of not eating, but it wouldn't be easy because you've not overcome the world by your faith. You've got to know that it can be easy. You've got to know that there's a grace available to you so that you can apply that. All right, here's, here's the next thing. The third thing is fasting is actually healthy for you. If you do it properly, and when I say do it properly, you know, talk to somebody who's done it. We're going to lay it out this week how to fast properly and how to do it without being unhealthy. But also you want to get confirmations. A lot of times people jump in and they, they do some kind of fast that really it doesn't even hardly cost them anything. It, it, they, don't, they don't really pay any price during that fast. I, I'll say it like this. If you fast properly, you should weigh less at the end of the fast. <laughs> you should weigh less than when you started if you're fasting properly and and I'll just I'll give you this fasting means to cover the mouth right so that means that we're not taking in things that we normally would right you should weigh less so you know a lot of people if they, they could do like a what they would call a Daniel fast Daniel Daniel is not necessarily a fast it's more like a diet it's a Daniel diet but there are things that you you would fast like meats uh, during that period of time, uh, that, that would be what you didn't have. But let's say they did the Daniel fast, but then they ate, you know, three bags of corn chips and salsa that night, you know, and, and two, two things of salsa. They're not going to lose weight, and they're not, really, they're not really putting that hunger on the altar. You know, they're not putting that food on the altar. They're just getting it a different way. Well, that's not, what, that's not what we should be doing. When you come to the end of the fast, uh, you should literally weigh less, right? And one of the other things is, but you believe God for the supernatural strength that you're missing from the physical food. You believe God for it so that you can walk in a supernatural strength and grace. 
All right. The third thing is, you know, what I said, fasting actually is healthy for you. When you fast, if you do it properly, you have good confirmations, you won't die. <laughs> you won't die. A lot of people think, man, if I, if I don't eat food for five days, I'm going to die. Seven days, ten days, I'm going to die. You won't. You won't. If, you are, if you're healthy and you don't have any outstanding issues, uh, and if you do, get some counsel on it, get, you know, get some confirmation on it before you start doing something. Don't just go blindly in and try to be super, super Christian, and don't be, you know, uh, unsuper Christian either, you know. Be, be the one who put some stuff on the line, but also make sure that you have some good confirmation. And I would recommend, don't get those confirmations from somebody who hasn't fasted, you know, who thinks they know what they're talking about. Talk to somebody who has fasted, who has done short fast, long fast, you know, different types of fast. Don't, don't just talk to, you know, don't just talk to somebody who's never fasted uh, before uh, that has no idea what to do during a fast. You want to talk to somebody that has biblical knowledge and experience on it. Uh, the other thing, it's healthy for your body. It'll detox you and it'll help you break bad habits. You know, one of the things that I've utilized the fast before is to break an addiction to sugar, right? I've utilized the fast, you know, so just physically, not even necessarily spiritually. Spiritually, it'll help me break the yoke. But physically, if I'll do something for 21 days, I can set a new habit. So fasting is not just spiritually good for you. It's physically good for you. And then uh, it's a requirement for believers. Jesus believed that every believer, every Christian should fast. And then the fifth thing, again, is that fasting is all about fellowship. The word, prayer, and worship, and corporate, uh, corporate worship, corporate fellowship with God, that's what fasting is about. And fasting should, uh, you should purpose in your heart that this fast will reset my relationship with God. It'll reset it. The last verse that I want to take a look at is over in 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Well, if I can get there, I turn past it. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. It says at the end of verse 7, it'll be verse 7 and 8. 1 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. It says at the end, On the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. This is a command. Discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. And in verse 8, For bodily discipline is only of little profit, but godliness is is profitable for all things. Godliness is profitable for all things since it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. In other words, when we will do godly things like fasting, the promise of God is that it will be profitable now and in the time to come. And when we utilize the supernatural tool of fasting, it will bring a profit now and in the time to come. It turns our life completely around. It's a commandment of God. It's something that we should do. One more verse is uh, Isaiah chapter 3 and verse 10. Isaiah chapter 3 
and verse 10. It says this, Say to the righteous, it will go well with them, for they will eat the fruit of their actions. In other words, God will give you the power to utilize the tool of fasting, but you will eat the fruit. It's going to go well with you. I'm telling the righteous today. It's going to go well with you. Why? Because you will sow the fruit You will sow the seeds of righteousness and you will reap the fruit of it. You will sow the seeds of fasting and you will reap the supernatural supply that God has for you. What I love about this verse is you can set what fruit you have. And put that in the comments. You say, I can set the fruit that I am to have. I can set my own fruit. Put it that way. I can set my own fruit. I can set my own fruit. If you will choose to do the things that God's told you to do, your fruit can change. Glory to God. That happens even today. You know, in, at each uh, day we try to give uh, some of the uh, truths concerning abundance. And, you know, what's abundance is what we'll talk about. This is another thing. You can set the harvest of your righteousness based off of what you sow. You know, just like fasting, when you can say, I decide I'm going to sow fasting, and then I'm going to reap the harvest of that fasting. I'm going to reap that harvest. You can set your own harvest even in your finances. You can set that harvest in your life by determining what are you going to sow. In other words, when you sow seed, when you sow financially or you sow food or you you sow whatever it is, I'm planting a seed that's going to come up in the harvest. And as my heart is right, my heart is determined correctly then what will happen is that I will reap a harvest based off of what I sow. This week, uh, if they can put it up on the screen, this week as you give and as you sow, anybody that sows any amount whatsoever, if you'll sow, what we're going to do is as the books come in, we're going to give these and sow these into your life, give you a gift for it, a complete guide to biblical fasting, a complete guide to biblical fasting, brand new book by Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., as soon as they come in, we'll be mailing them out to everybody. I see that some people have already sown uh, today. We'll be sending you that book. And uh, as that book comes in, we'll send it out. A Complete Guide to Biblical Fasting by Ted Shellsworth Jr. And so whatever, whatever seed you sow, whatever amount you sow this week on, on uh, Facebook, you can type in hashtag donate and the amount, and you can go to giveww.org, and you can sow there. You can sow not only uh, for today, but you can sow on a regular basis. You can say, I want to partner with Lunch Plus. I want to be a part of what they're doing, and I want to receive a harvest of what they have as well. I want, I want the grace that's on their lives to be on our lives. We just told you that uh, testimony today of somebody that said, I knew we needed to sow. And so they sowed into uh, the church just this weekend, or last week. And this week they had a harvest of over $16,000 being sown. It's an amazing thing, just an awesome, awesome thing. And we just praise God for you. We agree. And right now I want to pray for anybody who's sowing. Lord, right now in Jesus' name, whoever is sowing today, 
Lord, right now, I just ask that you would bless it. Let it be blessed, multiplied, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto their bosom. Thank you, Lord, for fully supplying their lives. Thank you, Father, for supernatural increase. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Father, for a quick return on every seed that's sown. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Father, for a cancellation, supernatural cancellation of debts. Thank you, Father, right now. Lord, just bring that breakthrough into people's lives. Bring that breakthrough into their hearts and into their minds. Lord, let them see right now, Father. Let them see right now what they need to do to set their heart to sow fasting into you. And Lord, let that intimate fellowship with you be reset on a level higher than it's ever been. Let them walk in a fellowship with you that's higher than it's ever been. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Father, for everything that you're doing. We just praise you. We worship you. We give you the glory, and we thank you for it. Thank you, Father. Thank you right now for breakthrough. Your word says when we fast, that we will break every yoke, every bondage will be destroyed, every yoke will be broken. Lord, right now I just pray that as people are praying and fasting, Lord, that every yoke and every bondage would be broken. Every bondage of debt would be broken to all the sowers, Lord. Lord, everyone who are sowers of offerings, Lord, over and above the tithe, Lord, let those bondages be broke. As they purpose in their heart to give, Lord, multiply their seed by that and break the back of lack. Break the back of that bondage in Jesus' name. Break the back of that yoke of low finances. Lord, let every person that's hearing this, Let them rise up to the fullness of your blessing, the full manifestation of your blessing. Lord, thank you for it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. You know, sometimes I'll I'll tell people, sometimes uh, it's good just to sow just because you've purposed in your heart to sow. Then you have times where you say, I want to partner with the ministry and because I see the grace and I see the anointing that's on them. I want that anointing to be on me and on my life as well, and on my family. So you partner, you become a partner where you, you pray for them, you sow into them financially on a regular basis, not just, not just one time, but a regular basis. Uh, you also, the Bible teaches us to sow where we're fed. So if you are fed from this broadcast, the Bible teaches us that we should sow into that. Uh, Here's the other thing that says, when it shows us this principle, when God has done something or a message has given us a big promise or it's really changed our life or we want more of what that message is talking about, it shows us that people would set up an offering for that. So if any one of those things, those are the things that we should be sowing. We've decided, we've purposed in our heart. We want to partner with that grace. Uh, we, we've been fed by a message, or I want more of that revelation or more of that grace in, in our life. That's where people sow. When we understand biblical finances, we're able to walk in abundance and go to a higher level. And I just thank you, everybody who's been sowing already 
today. We praise God for you, and we're believing for you. We are constantly in prayer. Like that one person that sowed last week, we didn't know that they sowed uh, to get out of debt. And yet, within about a week's period of time, they had over 16,000 uh, come in to help pay off debt. Glory to God. But see, that's what we are praying for those things constantly all the time. We didn't have to know it individually, but we want to create an atmosphere here in the ministry that we are good ground when people sow into it. Things just start to happen in Jesus' name. Things just start to break loose. Things just start to happen. And so that's the ministry that you're sowing into. And, and of course, this week, if you do, uh, we want to give to you. We want to give back to you and give uh, Ted's new book to you as well. Well, but that's it for today. Tomorrow we're talking about how fasting can turn my life around 180 degrees, change everything. How fasting can change everything. And so glory to God, we're looking forward to it. Tomorrow at 1130, lunch plus starts, and then at noon we'll have what's the word. I'll see you then. Here's Barrett to wrap it up today. We love you. Happy New Year to you. Thank you so much for being on Lunch Plus today. We're so excited to be back after a week off, and we're going to be back live brand new each and every single day this week. Make sure that you not only watch the broadcast, but share it. You know, so many people are fasting, and maybe you weren't planning on fasting before you watched today's broadcast. If you fall into that category of people of, I'm deciding to fast today, Praise God. Send us a message. If you have any questions about it, send us a message. Even if we don't answer them live on air, we will get back to you because we want to see the supernatural things of God take place in your life. And we're just really excited about it. Before we sign off today, want to give you a sneak peek of what's happening next month. We're going to put it on the screen. February 7th, Kickstart 2021 is happening here at Boomerang, and we want you to be a part of it. Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., the evangelist that we've been talking about, who wrote the who wrote the book on fasting. I mean, God did first, but Teddy wrote a new one. Um, who wrote the book that we are going to be giving away to the people who sew? That's him. He's on the screen right now, and he's going to be here live in person February 7th through the 12th. He and Pastor Brian will be tag teaming that week. They'll be ministering together. It's going to be a really powerful week, and we want you to be a part of it. If you have questions, send us a message. We'll let you know which hotels are awesome. We're going to get more information out about that soon, but we wanted to give you a sneak preview of what's happening and give you time to plan. So with that, we're going to be back live tomorrow, 1130 a.m. It's going to be such a good day. Share the broadcast and we'll see you tomorrow, 1130.